0: What's up, Fusion? How are y'all doing? Can y'all please welcome the legendary Jeannie Mayo to the stage? Can you also welcome my amazing wife, Amber, to the stage? All right. (laughs) So I'm going to hand the mic to Jeannie because we've got some news to share with you guys. I told y'all tonight would be a big deal, and it is a really big deal, so I'm going to let her take it from here.
1: Hi everybody. Happy evening, gosh I like worshiping here here's here's what I want to tell you. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that I don't like lots of change when things are going well. Um, I because you know once things are going great, you know, we don't need to rearrange the furniture. How many of you like in your house, your apartment, you rearrange your furniture pretty often. Can I see your hand? Really? You do? You guys do? <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> Yeah, we do for Condra. You're right. I, I like when I get something I like. I go, wow, let's stick with it. But that's not the way the Lord is all the time. And so I like people who go to bottom lines and then work backwards. David and Amber have been saying to me for, gosh, for, quite some time now, that they were feeling in their spirit a transition out of fusion coming. And uh, quite honestly, for the first few months I heard that, I just was quiet and said, well, let's not hurry anything along, uh, because there are two offices down from me, and gosh, Here's what I love telling you. And so I've already told you the bottom line. They're transitioning out and they'll explain to you the heart behind all of that. In a minute, they're doing that at the end of September uh, for several different reasons. And we're going to honor them and celebrate them the last Tuesday night of September. And pray over them officially. Uh, But... What I just wanted your heart to hear is a couple of things. Number one is the lady who lived two doors down from them in the office complex for now several years. They've been on staff seven years. They were here before I came. And then I've been here six years. So we've done life together very closely six years. And I love being able to tell you, because you can't say this about just everybody, that the closer I got to them, the more like Jesus, both of them are. Now, you can clap for that part because I think that's amazing. Amazing. And I've watched up close through good times and through challenging times. And I have seen two individuals who have walked in in faith when they felt like it, faith, when they didn't. Uh, they've carried a, a pretty immense role because, as most of you know, They've been still pastors of Fusion, but also for the last couple of years playing a significant role on the Midtown staff. And so, yes, thanks to all the Midtown people. Hey, congrats. What an incredible launch, by the way, on Sunday in your new facility, the official launch. But, boy, they've cared both with grace and dignity, and and they have been like Jesus, and in a pragmatic way. You know, gosh, I know numbers aren't everything, but when they took over, Fusion was running around 300, 350 people. And now it's not uncommon for there to be well over 500, uh, pretty consistently close to 600 people in these stores each week. Now, do numbers make you a success? No. But in truth, as you watch numbers be stewarded, I'm just thankful that as the journey's gone on, even when I would hear either one of them communicate. Like tonight, even during worship, Amber points to a person, I won't say the name, who was worshiping in front of me, one of the, the young women here. And she said, that's my girl. And I knew what that meant because she had given her life and her heart. Discipleship rise to an amazing person who's in the room tonight. So David and Amber are just going to kind of share their heart. But I want all of you, and again, we're going to honor them after, I want to hear, I just like to hear them preach, so they're going to preach again uh, that last Tuesday night, but then we're going to take the last 15 minutes or so and honor them. But gosh, I just want you to be able to hear from our heart, and I love being able to say this, there's no dirty waters underneath all of this. Uh, you don't have to follow the fire truck and think something is wrong. Everybody likes a good scandal. You're not going to get one here. You know. Uh, but I love celebrating one more time the fact that I, I said to them, I, you won my heart not because your name was on the office door but because you're such a man and woman
0: of God,
1: and they are.
0: She's going to share what she's doing next in just a moment. But what I want to share is what I'm doing next. Um, I don't know. And uh, usually in moments like this, you're supposed to be able to say, well, you know, I'm going from leading the young adult ministry here and I'm going to go plant a church there or I'm going to do this or that or whatever. And honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm still figuring that out. I'm still praying through it. My last day on staff here will be the end of September, and then my first day not on staff will be October, and once all of that begins to transpire, and even already, I've begun to pray and ask God, what do you have in store for me next? What is your will for my life? I had been praying on this for a very long time, and then finally, even recently, just had the conversation with our senior pastors, Pastor Dennis and Colleen. And just shared with him what I felt that God had been speaking to me, that my time here uh, was coming to an end. And I do believe that God has some really amazing stuff for the future, but I don't believe that I'm supposed to be a part of that. So um, you can you know, follow me if you want on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'm still secure in who I am. But uh, um, if you want to know what's next in my life, you'll probably find it on there better than you'll be able to find me Uh, because I won't be here on Tuesday nights. And that's really weird for me to say. I was sharing with the leaders earlier today that uh, Amber and I came to Fusion when I was 19 years old and she was 18 years old. Now we're both 31 years old. And so for almost every week for the last 11, no, 12 years of our lives, We've been doing something with Fusion, whether it was on staff or not on staff. Every Back when we met on Wednesdays, I was here on Wednesdays. When we met on Tuesdays, I was here on Tuesdays. And we had small groups. I was there, leadership meetings. I was there. And um, I just believe that it is time for me to step away and Amber to step away and do some other things that God is calling us to do. And it's time for some other folks to step in. And we'll we'll share with you a little bit later who those folks are, although I believe some of you already have an idea of who those folks are. But before we get into that, I'm going to hand the mic over to my wife, and she'll get to share kind of what she's doing next.
2: Yeah, so um, I've been at Victory at this church uh, since I was 15 years old. Um, I, got, I shared this earlier that I got baptized here, I got saved here, I got married here. <laughs> I had a baby here, well, not at this building, but uh, <laughs> uh dedicated my baby here. I mean everything my whole journey with Jesus has been here. um my parents weren't saved, and so this church really raised me and um like you said, we've been in fusion since I've been in fusion since I was eighteen years old and serving in leadership probably since I was nineteen. And so, Fusion is a huge part of our lives. Um, David used to be the drummer of Fusion, if you can believe that. Um, he used to play the drums. And I was on leadership. I sang on the worship team one time, okay? They needed a fill-in one time. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been amazing and an awesome journey with Fusion. Uh, a lot of you guys obviously weren't here when we started and when our pastors before we even became the pastors. But, you know, it's, it's an honor to have been here the last two years, like um, Jeannie shared, has been some of the best but challenging uh, years for us being at Midtown and, and here. And the way that we got on staff, I wanted to share this, uh, was that I was a school teacher, actually, before uh, Fusion Pastor, and David worked with people who had developmental disabilities. And it all was God orchestrated, like we never even applied to have this job. And so God called us to stop doing our job, our old job, and then open up the door right away for this new job, and we became the Fusion Pastors. And what we told each other when we got married was that we will follow God wherever he takes us, um, no matter how challenging or what the faith walk looked like. And We have been feeling this transition um, with God, and He told us at the beginning of the year to, when it's time to go, uh, when I tell you this year it's time to go, I want you to leave, and in all of that saying that, you know, I hope in this you know that we would leave you in better hands than even, than we could ever be, Um, and that the next season is great, but also to follow God whenever He calls you. we would be terrible pastors if that's something that we preached, but then we didn't do it ourselves. And so while we don't know all the answers, and I'm the type of person I want to know everything, A, to B, plan it out. You know, I want to know the time it's going to happen. But I'm really trusting God and knowing that his plan is greater than any plan that we could ever make. And so he said it's time for us to go and time to transition um, out. And uh, so for me, Uh, He told me to start a business, um, and the business will be for young adults, uh, young adult women especially, um, helping them really understand who they are um, and their identity, and in that identity, making decisions, because you guys know that um, we make our decisions based off of who we actually believe we are, you know, and so I will be doing that, I'll be doing an online course for that, and then doing some life coaching for young adults, and so if you want to coach... I'm available. <laughs> um, but yeah, just wanted to say thank you guys for how you've been been with us. Um, some for a long time, some this is your first night, so welcome to Fusion.
3: <laughs>
2: We're glad that you're here. Uh but do you want to introduce?
0: No, we'll wait.
2: Oh, it's a surprise? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well should
0: we introduce now? Yeah. The people said yes. Let's do it. All right. All right. So first, let me give you a little summary of these people before I introduce them. First, what you need to know is these people are not married to each other. They're not dating each other. One of them is – yep. One of them is dating somebody. Seriously. Seriously dating somebody, so ladies don't come after him. The lady who will be replacing Amber is single, so men, oh. if you want to, just make sure you do all the stuff that the Bible says to do. Alright? So, I want to welcome you, introduce you to the new leaders of fusion as of the very first week of October. Vance and Tay, can y'all please come to the stage? So... I don't know what they're saying, but they're saying something. Uh, These two right here are going to be your new leaders here for Fusion, the Young Adult Ministry of Victory World Church. You're going to hear a lot more from them in the coming weeks, but I did want to give you the opportunity, even though I didn't tell you this opportunity was going to happen. If you just wanted to share maybe one thing, just go ahead and share, man, and then pass the mic down. I am so excited, for real. I've really enjoyed like the last few months, just getting to know everybody, getting the opportunity to speak twice. And you guys have been so welcoming and warm and encouraging. Uh, And I just look forward to connecting with you guys and taking this journey. You ready? Let's do it.
1: What's up, everybody? Uh, (laughs) Thanks. Again, like Vance, I'm very, very excited to connect with you guys. Um, ladies, don't be shy. I, I love you guys. I'm excited to get to know you, and so um, I'm ready to to do this journey with you guys, so thank you. All
0: right. Y'all can go on and sit down if you want, but I want to say something to you, okay? This is not scripted. Yeah. Do you want to say anything, too, or just me? Yeah? I just want to say let me move over here. You've changed our lives. You have. Uh, I remember when I remember hearing that there was some like mystical Jeannie Mayo who was going to soon walk through the doors and be our bosses. And she's a really big deal. America's youth pastor, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you saw my response. I'm like, I don't know about this, you know, not because of who you are, but I just um, was very skeptical at that point in my life because of just different things. And you just broke down my walls and you loved me and you loved her and you loved our son. And um, you've heard me say everything that I could say right now, but I just want to say thank you for loving us. I got, I don't have a long paragraph. I don't have a story to write. I just want to say you're a big name outside of these walls, but forever. I've I've said this to you, but I'll say it again. Um, Other than Jesus, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to us on staff here. Um, Changed our lives. So grateful for you. Love you so much.
3: How can
2: I top that? It's amazing. Um, We call her mom, so you guys can call her mom. Um, But mom, (laughs) as young pastors, I don't know if we would have made it without you. Uh, We had no idea what we were doing, (laughs) trying to figure it out. And you've um, really just... I mean, he's already said everything, been there for us through everything, through ups and downs and challenges. And um, a lot of people don't understand the magnitude of who you are. And you say, um, I can't quote you because geniuses are amazing, but she she teaches us not to believe basically like the highlights, um, not to believe just like what people hype us out, believe like you know when you look on people's instagram feed and not to believe like that that that's their real life but that is who she really is and i've i don't know if i've ever met someone who closely models jesus as you and so um you run harder than i ever could (laughs) and um i just want to say thank you through everything through your own challenges your own life um, we couldn't honor you enough with words and so in front of everybody we want to say that um, it's because of you that we are who we are in ministry and personally and
1: so thank you mom okay none of that was supposed to be said Um, and we aren't gonna we're gonna take time as I said the last Tuesday night after I want to hear David preach tonight. I want to hear him preach again that Tuesday night. But it it just would feel inappropriate if we didn't stretch our hands out to pray for them. They've been such gifts. Do you mind standing if that doesn't feel awkward to you? And uh, keyboardist, somebody needs to come up because I can't get spiritual without keys behind me. (laughs) I can only go so far without music, and then I'm done. Okay. We're not going to sing a chorus, and I say it all the time. Short prayers reach the throne room when you don't live too far away. So I want to hear David preach, and and again, they were kind. This whole last part wasn't supposed to happen. But would you just extend your hands if it doesn't feel too awkward? If it feels awkward, then certainly don't do it. But let's just pray together them and I want them to hear your voices praying. Will you? Father in Jesus' name. Honor yourself in their lives. Honor yourself. Honor yourself as you've already done. Lord open doors no man can shut. Shut doors no man can open in both of their lives. We thank you for seven years of faithfulness, really for for many more years than that as a part of this church and a part of fusion. And so, Lord, we just say to you, guide on in their lives. You say the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. They are certainly the righteous. And so we say, living God, because you have given them to us as a gift at victory and fusion, we we release them as unto you Next chapter be even more fulfilling, more Christ-honoring, more rewarding than even this one. May they just have their their son also absolutely shadowed with the mercy and grace and blessing of God. We release them to you, Lord, in an exciting new chapter, and we thank you for the who in their life that is so much bigger. Than even the title on them. So Lord, you know what? Hebrews 11 says the saints of all the ages are leaning over the the balconies of heaven, watching us run the race. And I'm sure the saints are celebrating David and Amber Stevens. So, for a moment before David goes, we celebrate them as well. In Jesus.
0: I got two more sermons in me. Two more and then I'm done. I don't need these. I never cry. Never. Thank you, man. Give me a second to get situated. I got too much stuff in my hands. All right, y'all ready? All right. So I'm going to preach a sermon tonight that I wish someone could preach to you every week before I got up here. Um, My sermon title for tonight is How to Treat a Pastor. Um, A lot of craziness out there when it comes to people and pastors and pastors and people. You got the... Extremes where nobody cares about them at all, and you got the other extremes where they're like the celebrities, and everybody's gonna bow down to them and throw money at their feet. Um, what I wanted to do was talk about what the Bible says about how to treat a pastor, and um there's some reasons to this, one because I want you to treat the next pastors well, two. Because if you're a Christian, someone who follows Jesus, you're always going to have a pastor, and you're going to need to know how to treat them, whether it's here at Fusion on a Sunday at some other service, whether it's your small group leader who is, by the way, a pastor to you, whether they've officially been given that title or not, Um, whether it's parents who are like pastors to you. By the way, if you want to know what a pastor is, I wrote down a definition. It's someone who leads, feeds, guides, and protects the people. What a pastor is. So, a pastor doesn't need to be somebody who um, has been ordained and you know fire from heaven comes down and they've got their certificates and all that kind of stuff, or they've gone through the Bible colleges. A pastor is someone who God calls to be a pastor, whether it's been made official by people or not. That is who a pastor is. And then some of you might think, you know what? I'm not a Christian. Uh, This doesn't really apply to me because I don't have a pastor, nor do I ever want a pastor. Let me tell you this if you're not a Christian in the room. One day you will realize how amazing Jesus is, and you'll decide to give your life to him, and then you will have a pastor. So this is for you as well. Here's why else I did this. I got a few stats on pastors, and um, I was reading a book a few years ago called Leading on Empty. Have any of y'all ever by any chance heard of that book? Okay, if you ever feel burnt out or maybe you're kind of getting close to burning out in life, I highly encourage you to read this book, Leading on Empty. Um, And in this book, somewhere toward the beginning, he wrote out and and cited some statistics based on a study that was done on pastors. I'm not going to read all the stats, but I have about five of them I want to read to you. This is about pastors. Fifty percent of pastors feel unable to meet the needs of the job. One out of two feel like I I can't do this. When they're stepping on a micro, or stepping on a stage, microphone in hand or if they don't have a microphone, about 1 out of 2 of them statistics say feel like I am crumbling right now and I have no idea what I'm doing. 70% of them feel that they do not have someone they consider a close friend. About 3 out of 4. So if there were 4 of us pastors up here, Three of them might feel like, I don't have somebody that I consider to be a close friend. They spend so much of their time pouring out their lives to people that they're leading and then look beside them and realize maybe that area of my life has been severely neglected and I don't have somebody to stand with me. Another statistic tells us this. Eighty percent of pastors say they have insufficient time with their spouse. So about four out of five say, I don't, I don't see my wife enough. I don't see my husband enough, which then leads to these other statistics Those in ministry are equally likely to have their marriage end in divorce as general church members. Here's the last stat that messes with me more than others. The clergy has the second highest divorce rate among all professions. We've got to treat them right. We've got to treat them right. And I'm not preaching this so that you will treat me right. I'm preaching this so you will treat them right. And whoever else comes up here on a Tuesday night, right? And whoever else is preaching on a Sunday night, right? Or a Saturday night, right? Or a Sunday wherever you go in life, treat him right. The enemy is after them. Because the enemy knows that if you can knock out the shepherd, then you can scatter the sheep. So much attack comes their way. And my challenge to you tonight is to treat pastors Right. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they even deserve to be treated right. But I'm saying if God has put them in the place of being a pastor in this body, then he wants you to treat them right. So I'm talking about three different ways to treat a pastor. First way is this, how to treat a pastor. Treat pastors like people. I think we forget that they are people We look at people on microphones and think, you know what, they've got it together, or they need to have it all together. Or how could they sin just like me? I want to tell you how, because they're a person just like you are. Now, they need to have high character, and these two do have high character. But don't expect them to be Jesus because they are not. Nor will they ever be. They can never fulfill every single need that you've ever needed in life. They may never be able to describe to you the depths of God's heart because nobody can. Pastors are people. Romans 3.22-23 through 23 tells us this. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone, that includes pastors, has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We all fall short. All of you out there, you all fall short. Anybody who ever stands up here, they all fall short. Remember that they are people. Remember that they have lives. Remember that they don't, contrary to popular belief, they don't just spend 40 hours of a full-time job work week sitting in their closet without distractions and circumstances of life, saying, God, what kind of a word do you have for me at Fusion this week? That is not all that encompasses a pastor's life. Sometimes pastors are struggling in their faith with God. Sometimes pastors are struggling with their marriage, struggling in their singleness, struggling in their circumstances, struggling to believe God financially, struggling to believe God for healing. Sometimes pastors do the same things that you do. And so the way that you want to be judged, judge them that way as well. The way that you want to be loved, love them that way as well. My wife already described it, but uh, we came on staff, I was 24 years old. She was 24 years old when we became pastors. We were 25 when we had our first ever son. We were, I don't remember, there's other stuff that's happened, but it's all a blur now. Let me, I wrote my notes down. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. And it all freaked me out. I didn't know how to be a pastor. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to be a dad. And somehow I had to do all those things together. And not just do them, but do them well and lead you guys in them well. I need grace. I need mercy. I need compassion too. I need you to look out for me in prayer. They need you to look out for them in prayer. I pray for you, you pray for me, you pray for them, they'll pray for you. We're all a part of this thing together. It's not that they are more important than you. They are try I'm trying to con- convey that they're your equal. They are people just like you. They need Jesus just as much as you do. Pastors are people. So treat them like people second way that we should treat pastors is this. Treat pastors with honor. I'm going to read a few verses and kind of talk about each one and kind of share a few things behind them. Uh, This is the one, James three one. This is the one that freaked me out before I ever became a pastor and definitely as I have been a pastor. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. I don't know if that means we'll be judged more strictly by God or judged more strictly by people. But I do know that for sure, based on experience, that we are definitely judged more strictly by people. I can't tell you how many conversations I've gotten in where it's like, hey, you know, uh, what are your standards on this? Do you watch that? Do you listen to this? Do you do that? Do you cuss? Whatever, whatever. And, you know, I'll kind of share that. And I'm like, well, you know, here's my standard. Here's my uh, stance on all that. And I'm like, what's yours? And they're like, well, you know, I'm a little different because I'm not a pastor. I'm like, well, why are we basing our standards off of pastor or not? Can it just be Christian or not? Like, why do pastors need to have higher standards than Christians? Shouldn't we all just be on the same level? Like, our standard is not our title. Our standard is the Bible. Yeah, I just dropped a bar. Just dropped a bar. Yeah. But in all seriousness, at the end of the day, God is going to judge me for what I said here. Right or wrong. And God will judge them too. For how they led and how they taught and how they teach and or no, teached and taught are the same thing, but teach is the wrong way of saying it. We'll be judged more strictly. So please honor us because the pressure's a little heavy sometimes. It's a lot. 1 Timothy 2 1 through 4 says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and And all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Paul is writing to a guy who's like his son. He says, hey, pray for all people, especially kings and those in authority. Pastors have a level of authority in the church. So our command from God is to pray for them. Pray for pastors Dennis and Colleen. If if this is not your home church, whatever your home church is, pray for them in your home church. You have no idea what they're going through because they are people and they go through stuff. Some of them are struggling in their marriages right now. Some of them, uh, another family member just died. Some of them just got done doing their sixth funeral this year. Some of them are praying for a miracle that they've been praying for for the last decade, and they're tired of praying for that miracle. Pray for those in authority. One of the best ways you can honor somebody is by praying for them. 1 Timothy 5. Oh, let me say this. Carlos, are you in here? Where you at, Carlos? Is he in here? Is he just not wanting to raise his hand? What's up, Carlos? (laughs) Carlos. A while ago, you told me, man, don't ever say my name. Don't ever say anything from stage. I'm on my way out, so I'm going to do it now. (laughs) Almost every other day, you would be asking people, pray for David and Amber. Pray for David and Amber. And I just want to say thank you. man. Thank you. Because even... You know a little bit of what we've been going through in our lives for the last couple years, but you don't know everything. Nobody in here knows everything. But I just want to say thank you for praying for us and anybody else who prayed for us because your prayers carried us and uh, your prayers helped us to keep going. So thank you. And in the same way you honored me, I honor you. Thank you, man a really big deal. Here's what else the Bible says in terms of honor. First Timothy 5.17. Elders, it's just kind of another fancy word for saying leaders in the church. Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. So I'm not setting a new standard here at Victory and saying, hey, when Vance gets up here, let's start throwing the money at him. But uh, just in the future, you know, um, wherever you go in life. Uh, I remember there were times where if y'all been here for a couple of years, there was a time where Amber was so sick that um, she couldn't work anymore. And Victory was kind enough to kind of hold her spot while She wasn't working here. But there were some of y'all who brought us meals. There were some of y'all who gave us Whole Foods gift cards because we were changing up our diet and didn't know what we were doing with our lives. Um, There were some of y'all who gave gifts that you know what you gave. And we didn't ask for it, but you did it. And every single time it was like, you got us, God. doesn't just say pay them well. It says respect them. Respect them. And uh, one of the best things I can say about Fusion is you guys respect pastors. Now, I, I, some of you may be in a place where you talk trash about pastors. If you do, stop. Um, but for the most part, what I've seen over the years is you guys just so, you honor pastors. You respect them. And let me say this. When I say honor them, I'm not saying treat them like a celebrity. Okay? Pastors are people. But the Bible tells us to respect them. And the way you guys would just listen and be engaged and have conversations before service or after service or the way you would really care, I just want to shout all of you out and say, you know. I don't know if I'm going to work for a church in the future. Maybe, maybe not. I really don't know. But for me personally, it's kind of hard to imagine that there's going to be any place that was better than this. Which kind of makes it a little scary to leave because it's like when you're at home. I don't know if you ever had this experience and your parents just spoil you left and right. Um. Now, I got to go off to college and like make my own food, you know? Lean Cuisine's going to have to help me out here. There's no place like Fusion, there is no place like Victory World Church. This is a beautiful place. It is undeniable that God is leading this place and that God is leading our pastors. I cannot deny that. I will not deny that. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the one who runs this. Jesus is the one who builds this church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you guys get to be a part of that going forward. I wanted to read to you a couple emails, because for me that that was even encouraging over the years. I have a little file in my inbox that I stored away from the last seven years. I went back to like 2012, 2013, just to see what, what were people writing back then, Here was one thing that came in. Hey, dear David, my name is Aaron. You have never met me because I live in the state of Arkansas. I wanted to write you and tell you that I first heard about Fusion three years ago over Facebook. One of my friends who lives in Savannah mentioned an audio link about courtship and dating on Facebook, which linked to the Fusion website, which then later got me hooked on the podcast. And I've been a devoted listener ever since. I never miss a podcast, and I highly enjoy your messages, and they speak to my heart a great deal. It blesses me so much to find a ministry like Fusion that ministers to my heart and my everyday life of being a God follower in my early 20s. I hope that one day I can make a trip to Georgia and attend a Fusion service in person. Just wanted to let you know how Fusion is touching many lives outside of Georgia because I am one of them whose heart becomes encouraged, challenged, and strengthened every week. Thank you for allowing God to use you in ways you don't even know. That's honor. That's honor. And then I had another person write, and this is just one of the reasons I love young adult ministry. Their email was two sentences long. His name described at the end was T-Dog. He said, just wondering, are you Asian? The guy that wrote, this is how we do it. Is he still working there? Peace. (laughs) All right. That's fusion for you. Because I don't don't know if you know this, some of you might, but at the same time that we have people honoring us, we also have people who are trying to tear us down. I had a person, when I was in France a couple months ago, I think it was in, when did we go? June, June. I had someone write on my Facebook wall about how I was some... Heretic, white pastor leading a bunch of black people astray because God would never want a white pastor because God doesn't want to save white people. And who are you leading all these? Y'all have heard of these people, right? Uh, Like, yeah. It just went on and on and on, tearing me down. And I'm like, what? And what makes this even more interesting is he was one of the guys who used to serve here at Fusion. Not just some random dude out there. This really happens. And so some of you, I know how you are, and I'm not dogging you for this, but sometimes, and this is not just for pastors now, sometimes some of you, you you, you think this thought like, man, that person's so amazing, I should really compliment them or encourage them one day, and it's like you just kind of let that slip, and at the same time that you're letting that slip, Somebody else is saying, I want to throw some arrows their way and shoot them down and tear them apart. We need your words. You need each other's words. So when you think that thought, next time shoot that text. You know, there's that, that, that saying, um, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. I think another saying to add to that is if you have something good to say, say it right now. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. We need to be people who speak life to each other, who honor each other, hold each other up when life is difficult, pray for each other when we need prayer, encourage and celebrate with each other when it's time to celebrate what God is doing in our lives. So remember that pastors are people, treat them with honor, and then last and final thing that I'll say is this, here's how you treat a pastor, you follow them as they follow Jesus. They may be a pastor, but the ultimate pastor is Jesus. And I, I know that several of you, if you've been around Victory for a while, you kind of know how we function and what our culture is like. Um, we don't worship pastors here. We worship Jesus here. Ultimately, we don't follow the leading of a person on a microphone. We follow the leading of God. And God just happens to lead sometimes through the people on the microphone. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 11.1. He said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. We're not ultimately in this. Hopefully you're not in this because I was a great speaker or I was a great leader or I was funny or I had a style that you could connect with. Hopefully by now you're in this because you realize that Jesus is doing something here. And we've been a part of it, and y'all are going to be a part of it going forward. You're not here ultimately to follow Vance or to follow Tay. You're here to follow Jesus. Because as I've already said, there is no place like Fusion. We were reflecting, me and my wife, the other day. There's been so much good that has happened here, we've lost track of it. But let me just see a couple of hands raised, if there are any of these hands in the room. By any chance, could you raise, if there are any people here, could you raise your hand if you got saved while being a part of Fusion? Look at that. You know who did that? Let me tell you who did that. Keep them up. Let me tell you who did that. Jesus. Jesus did that you All right, y'all can put your hands down. Might be fewer hands, but we'll ask it anyway. Raise your hands if you got married while being a part of Fusion. All right. You know who you know who did that? Jesus did that. All right. Last one. Raise your hands if God ever did something in your life while being a part of Fusion. I didn't do that. Jesus did that. Jesus did that. Amber didn't do that. Jesus did that. So follow your pastors as they follow Jesus. And I'll say this for the future because I realize that not all of us, or actually none of us, will always be young adults for the rest of our lives. If you ever get a pastor who stops following Jesus, get a new pastor. Find a new pastor. I'm not saying they need to be perfect or have it all together, but if they start preaching stuff that isn't Bible, stay away. Get away. And never come back unless there's very deep repentance. Follow pastors as they follow Jesus. Because from start to finish, whenever finish ends, whenever finish comes, fusion will always be about Jesus. Fusion will always be a people who worship Jesus. Fusion will always be about God's kingdom coming His will being done. And it's crazy to think that we get to be a part of that. We are called to be a part of that. So that's all I have to say for tonight. I got a little bit more to say in about two weeks. Uh, If y'all did not hear this, by the way, we're not meeting here next Tuesday. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all know that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you're hearing it now. Some of y'all need to start showing up on time for service when we do our announcements or paying attention to our social media where we also do our announcements. Next week, what's happening is we're not meeting in this room uh, because we're setting up for this really huge conference called True Conference for all the ladies in the house. So this room is going to be shut down and getting prepared and getting ready for that conference that's happening next week. Uh, The leaders and the people serving are going to be doing some great stuff together together next Tuesday to get ready for what's to come in the next months and years. Uh, But then the week after that, so September 25th, we're going to all be together, and I'll be with you, and Amber will be with you one last time. And we're going to officially throw up the deuces, and we're going to officially pray in Vance and Tay as they step into this role as your new Fusion pastor. let me do this in closing um i just want to pray over you guys but then also just leave space for i know some of you you're like i didn't really care about that message at all okay cool fine store it away remember it for the future some of you might be going through some stuff and we still want to be here for you and so i want to ask as i um actually if you could go ahead and everybody stand up just so that if there's any leaders in the room go ahead and make your way forward Uh, Maybe not all of you, maybe 10 or 15 of you who could um, be up here to pray for anybody who may want prayer. Um, But let me pray a blessing over you all. And then um, uh, you can hang out if you want. You can get some prayer from some people you want. um, And then we'll be dismissed for the day, okay? Let me pray. Second to last time praying over you. It's been a good seven years. Jesus. So real, you've been so amazing and so kind, and I know you've got a calling on every person's life here in this room. And so I pray that the future would be better than the past. We pray that you would do greater things than we've ever seen before here at Fusion and with us. I pray your blessing on every single person here individually but also collectively, that we would live the lives that you've called us to live, but also we would be the people and the church that you've called us to be. So I thank you, God. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for what you're about to do at Fusion. We love you, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love y'all, Fusion. Like I said, feel free to hang out a while if you want prayer. We're here for you. Otherwise, feel free to chill and hang out. We love you so much, and we'll see you not next week, in two weeks.